welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the internet's best radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week, we're talking about the debut album from Bay Area native Sven Gamsky, who performs under the name Still Woozy. It's called, If This Isn't Nice, I Don't Know What Is. And the first song is called, Woof. Like a dream, you want to believe Everybody is naive From your mother to Gandhi There you go, you ducks in a row So many things you'll never know So this is the first song that I heard from Still Woozy, and it reminded me so much of the Russian Futurists, who are an un... Uh, an underrated solo project from the mid 2000s um and i was it hits all of my sweet spots of what i like and i just thought i have to hear more of this and this is probably the poppiest most rock sounding song on the record so i don't know that it's um a a good example but it's a great introduction to this artist yeah that he does start with a very nice very unprocessed guitar is the first thing you hear and then more kind of effects and synths but even through this song it never gets too out of hand and yeah that's it is a little bit deceptive but it's very welcoming and i i think it was you know it got me to listen to the album so good for him that uh i think it is though pulling us in a different direction i think from what we've been listening to the past several albums and i think it was time for that i think as we're coming into actual sort of summer weather in san francisco this is such a summer album. It's so s- sunny and the production is so bright and clean. And the impressive thing is that it is not the sort of sound I would expect from, oh yeah, this one guy played all the instruments and did the production and he's only 29 and has only been in like one band before this. And it's just, it's not any of what you would expect. Yeah, he's from Moraga in the East Bay and he started playing guitar when he was nine. He was taking piano lessons until then. And then he started trying to perform his own music and like learn some production techniques by the time he was 13. So you can just tell there's a, even though he's relatively young, he's had a ton of experience. And I'm sure playing in another band that was, you know, had some longevity to it, learned a lot from his bandmates as well. Yeah. And so with this, you know, fun, again, I feel like it's kind of the self-deprecating, like, oh, I got issues, but don't worry about it. Like, I'm smiling about my baggage, which isn't baggage, it's cargo. And just, uh, we'll figure it out. And it's, it's it's a smile, even as he's, there's some darkness, but he's carrying it with a smile. And we go from this, again, very more guitar based into more of the, I think, rest of the album on this next track we'll play it's called that's life now she won't want me back like this no now that i have gone and missed her she wants to break up why don't you stay i've been grinding with you so long 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 won't 
love that after that pop rock first track we hear a song dominated by a funky bass line yeah it's so funky yeah and it's i think a fun contrast where his voice is you know it's fairly high not super substantial and so it's it almost feels a little out of place but then there's that wonderful bridge where we go from this funky verse chorus into almost like this british invasion kind of throwback that somehow works in the song yeah his voice is really high but it's also very close mic'd which i always like and he has talked in interviews about how he wants the experience of hearing the song to feel as intimate as when he makes it and he feels like having the vocals high up is what helps with that yeah it's i think uh, there's a real feeling of immediacy and i think his you know, I think he's talked about how the songs are driven first instrumentally and then the lyrics come later. And it does really seem like, yeah, he's he's not trying for something super complicated, but they go for these universal themes of like, hey, life is hard. I get through it. Hey, relationship is good. I'm excited about this girl. And oh, now she wants to break up with me. And that's kind of a bummer. I'm grinding my teeth like it's it's it feels very visceral. It's not overworked. Yeah, a lot of these songs are on the theme of relationships and mental health challenges. And he he has a fiance that he's been with for six years and he has talked about how she's like his inspiration. And she really helps with a lot of she helps him kind of be inspired with his music and also just kind of helps him move forward in his in his musical career. And one of the quotes that I read in one of his interviews is, you know, one of his uh things that are difficult for him is just being a self-critical person and dealing with my own mental stuff and getting stuck on things and not having people to bounce it off of. So my partner has to do a lot of the heavy lifting to help me move on and really get me to a spot where I can be objective again. And that's what I really heard in this song of her just saying like, that's life, you know, you got to get through it. Yeah. And he's, you know, I think carrying through that theme into the next song we'll play, which again, about how just life's tough and you Somehow we all get by. So the song is called Get By. I locked you out and fell asleep and you double O seven your way back in. I'll never question you ever again. I got some knees to ground me, somebody around me, and now I know how it goes. I Well, I go down, shaking up on the floor. You shaking me up? I can't take any more, but I can't get enough. Shit would be such a chore without you shaking me up. So shake it up, you gon' shake it up, you gon' shake it for you down. Shaking up on the floor. You shaking me up? I can't take any more, but I can't get enough. Shit would be such a chore without you shaking me up. So shake it up, you gon' shake it up, you gon' shake. playing all of the instruments and doing his own production and it's it's incredible that it's such a rich sound with so many layers when he's just doing it all himself um and and i think often artists who do that can 
get overly fussy with their production and it ends up getting too messy, but he just has a great ear for kind of knowing when to stop and knowing what is enough. And then the second thing is it's just such a great mix of acoustic and electronic elements. Like there's a lot of rich, you know, acoustic guitar and just like instruments that you can actually hear that are not too distorted. Yeah, that it feels, I think, a through line here is I think the production is so good that I find it a little harder sometimes to peck out oh, what's going on. It just seems like a smooth hole. And mm-hmm. it's if there's any kind of, you know, slight critique, it's like the, the music is so polished. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost too clean. It's almost too polished. It's almost too poppy. And yet sometimes that's what you need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your comment about it being self-produced and... Uh, you know, I was kind of curious, like he's touring. Oh, what would it be like to see this th- performed live? Like mm-hmm. how many people does he need? How how does he work with a live band? Which is when I discovered this musician I'd only just heard of in the last couple of weeks, apparently super popular, playing three nights at the Warfield, one of the biggest venues in San Francisco <laughs> yeah. in January. With a di- so it's January 12th, 13th, and 14th, with which additional dates added because of the demand, which is awesome. Yeah, so it's one of those things like, yeah, uh, obviously there's different music scenes, and I just, this guy was uh, getting a fan base that I had no idea existed until just recently. Well, and... You know, he's this is his first album, but he's put out a number of singles that have gotten really popular. And, you know, he's signed to Interscope Records, and I think they did a good job of marketing him. And so he's clearly already got a pretty strong fan base just based on some really great singles that are not even on this record. Yeah, it's really phenomenal just to see this. And again, that this guy all by himself, and I don't know the exact nature of the relationship, but I love that it's, you know, he's licensed to Interscope, but it's credited as still Woozy Productions licensed to Interscope. So there's that somehow trying to balance the DIY and the major label. And I don't know, maybe he's pulling it off. And although he did everything himself, he did say that when he actually recorded this, he collaborated with his friend Lars Stalfers, who does, didn't actually play anything on the album, but was just there to kind of encourage him and, you know, help him think through ideas and give give like a real honest opinion. And one of the quotes from an interview I read was he says at times my brain isn't very organized and it can be hard for me to get stuff done Lars was like a drill sergeant and that he kept me organized and on task which I didn't even know was needed until then which that's a great friend to have yeah it's very and he's gracious in that I think he gives you know songwriting or composing credits to a number of collaborators even at the same time it was like it's all him but he's very helpful and very well and i think those maybe just be samples that he used yeah and so from these very funky poppy songs i think it's nice to go in a little bit of a different direction for this next track we'll play it's called drake Can't get out of When I 
love that on this very high energy album, this is actually right in the middle, track seven out of 13. Mm -hmm. And it takes that little bit of that bridge on um, That's Life, that kind of retro sound and expands it to kind of an entire song where it's really based on a very organic sounding guitar and his voice being as pretty as it can be. And it's like, yeah, it's not a hefty voice, but it, it has a lot of character to it. Mm. And it's really, it's really sweet. Even if this song is a, l- a little insubstantial, it's a nice kind of chance to take a breath right in the middle of the album. Yeah. For someone who was only making singles for a while, I think this album is an opportunity for him to include some songs like this that would not necessarily have been singles, but are really nice demonstrations of his talent. And if you listen to this song compared with the first song, Woof, and like the energy in that compared with the acoustic kind of sentimental sound of this one, it's you really see the range. Yeah. And of course, even here, you know, he can't resist these little bits of echoing effects. And then it gets actually, that you know, this first verse is almost an, very guitar dominated. And then the guitar just goes away going into the second verse. And so even then, even this is sort of the most kind of organic sounding song on the album. And it's not that organic, but it is a sweet chance to, ch- to catch our breath. And then the energy goes way up again as we enter the second half of the album. And it gets into a very, uh, I think, less, a little less funk, a little more soul on the next track. It's called Window. I'm running out of options. Okay. You're running through my mind with a shotgun. I think she might be robbing. She can take what she wants. I just want to make you late. Would you want to waste that? I know you like my goofy ass. I bet you hate that. I see what's underneath and I love you more now. And now I know how. Yeah. If I got one thing right, it was you and me. But I go in through the window so nobody sees. Pull me closer, please. I don't even need you to explain. How much longer will you keep me on your chain? Too bad it's good, or else I'd be gone. Madame. The craftsmanship of the song is so detail oriented. There's that squeak, and then I think it's a Marvin Gaye sample of it that's just kind of forms the foundation of the song. And then there are so many other little interesting bits that you really have to listen to on headphones to get it all. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to claim to recognize the that vocal sample, but it is sort of interesting because I think it him trying to sell this song at a certain point is like, yeah, I don't have the voice for this. So I'm just going to have it be a duet with this weird little vocal sample of, you know, a second of longer. Will you, and somehow um, it works, but it's, yeah, it's very strange. And I, I also though, I love that this, I feel like in some ways is the most sonically like crowd pleasing. Like it's just such a, it's a love song and it's, uh, it has such kind of heart and soul to it. And I also love that this, I think the video of this really exemplifies that, uh, you know, major label appeal with DIY ethos because it's so just homegrown and just Very silly. Hit him and his fiance and their goofy dog in the background of Portland, I think where they're living while she's in nursing school. And it, yeah, it just feels very silly and 
yeah the, you, very fun yeah he well he just clearly has a sense of humor about himself that goes through all of these songs and even in a song where you know he's talking about how much he's in love with someone he describes him it's like oh you like my goofy ass and mm-hmm. it's very it's very genuine and sweet and it's a super catchy song yeah he talks a lot about his mental health and the fact that covid really kind of took a toll on it and he also apparently really broke or messed up his foot sliding down <laughs> a stair rail of and and so was you know pretty laid up for a while and so he says, you know, he creates music that helps himself and helps him process his emotions and hopes that it can help other people, too. And so I think this the next song that we'll play is sound seems very cathartic to me. And it's called Kenny. Don't pay me no mind. I'll be fine. I'll pull myself together this time. You're right when you're right, but I'm always wrong You can never get to me, I'm always on all night Leaving when it's light and I'm walking home Talking to myself like I've been on the phone all night I'll give you all I got Don't pay worth looking up the video for the song which is a really beautiful animation that really underscores the emotion behind it yeah there's such an a, a, a sweetness and a darkness but also a real expansiveness to the sound here uh, he's talked about being inspired by time he spent in the plains of montana and this almost has some like western twang to it and it is such a sweetness and also a, that you know clearly dealing with like, hey, I'm, we need to help each other. And you do get the sense of like a bad relationship where he was just kind of left to fend for himself. And that's really sad. Yeah, and it's, you it's, can, but you contrast it with where he is now. Yeah, it's so sweet. And the Western twang, Western twang with those almost like marching band drums, which present a really interesting contrast yeah the really dense rhythmically complicated drums not what i would expect with the rest of the sounds here but it's otherwise would be so morose that it's nice that it has that bit of energy and that sense of like yeah i'm gonna figure this out even if i'm feeling kind of bad right now don't pay me no mind but yep. i think what a, a big part of the appeal of this record for me is it's so earnest and genuine and he just seems like a really nice guy yeah it is yeah, I am completely undone and it's so unpretentious. My cynicism fades away and I for sure I'm on board with even something as silly and as this next song will play, which is just called Get Down. I could not think of going back Too late, too late, I'm on the track I'm gonna quit my job I hope you do, do. I had you on 
After composing this crazy earworm of a melody, Sven Gamsky just wrote lyrics that are so simple and pure and just, hey, I'm into this. She's into it. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that kind of characterizes his attitude on this whole record, which is what I love. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's little kind of curious bits of like, like, oh, like, the acknowledgement like oh i'm kind of undone by this but i'm on board with being undone by it that mm-hmm. like the, the desire is sort of overwhelming and yet irresistible and just the pop sensibility of having this really funky under underlying bass but it's just got such a good melody and it's such a great song to sing along to yeah you, you get the sense that yeah it's a just dance along sing along party song uh par excellence uh, another hilarious video that very silly and i love that it's so polished and then he throws in just like i remember that kind of squeaking furniture Mm -hmm. sound in that earlier song here there's just this kind of quack just sounds really cheesy kind of crack sound and yet it punctuates throughout uh and yet and i've not called attention to this but like so many of these songs start with the chorus first Mm -hmm. and this is another one but when you have such a knack for catchy melodies mm-hmm. and fun lyrics i can understand why he does it it's a it's a winning strategy you're, you're, these songs get you on board early and then keep you on board even when none of them is that long yeah he's talked about being in his previous band feed me jack and how that has that helped him learn how to write songs and he feels like he's become a much better songwriter and i think these are really well crafted songs yeah, these are not the songs I would have expected listening to that band, yeah. which is alternately either kind of straight ahead, early 2000s guitar rock, or like anywhere to, from that to jazz fusion, mm. but nothing like this. And I think, yeah, this is probably more successful and appealing. So I think from this very positive song, we swing to maybe a little more uh, down, you know, a little more bittersweet on this next track we'll play. It's called All Along. got such a good hook and it's such a like satisfying kiss off breakup song 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's bittersweet. I, I described it as bittersweet because you do get the sense of he must have really gone through hell in whatever the relationship is being described here or the, you know, I'm not saying this is autobiographical, but the, what the relationship being described sounds like one where he was miserable and was, you know, maybe being gaslit a little about like, no, 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 this is normal. Everything's fine. And that feeling of coming to your senses and, it's so succinct. It's over and I'm over it. <laughs> it's just got such a great beat. And I love the, like, it's like a record scratch or something that's sampled that's looped as the background. Yeah, there's all these great, like, just, yeah, I, I just kind of wrote bloops because I'm not sure what they, how exactly it was made, but that's the sign of good production. Yeah, and, 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 and I, I am always a sucker for any song that's, kind of dark and angry but has a really fun poppy beat well you know i i think maybe not everyone but a lot of people have probably had that kind of breakup where the only feeling is just relief, relief. and happiness <laughs> of just like oh my god bullet dodged <laughs> and and so i i really i'm with him on this yeah it's you're you're over it's over congratulations <laughs> and yeah yeah yet another cloud pleaser dance along party song that yeah, I am really thrilled to be, you know, obviously late to the party since apparently this guy has a huge fan base. But um, these songs are, you know, 13 tracks on this album. We managed to play, I think, or we're going to play nine of them. And the others, I mean, there aren't any bad ones. I think there's a few that are maybe a little less distinctive or a little less memorable. But this guy knows how to write catchy music and perform it and produce it. Just so tight. Yeah, it's so tight. And I, I I, really have to believe that COVID and a broken foot really gave him the time to kind of be forced to stay home and and really get this done. And it, it's you, you just the amount of craftsmanship and production skills that went into this to, to make it sound so clean and joyful and full with just one person playing all the instruments is pretty incredible. Yeah. I, I do kind of wonder like how long it did take him because one of the things I thought was when I listened to this was and found out oh, it was all him done. It's like this guy could have an amazing career as a producer, except that, I don't know, did this take like two years to make? Well, I think some of the songs were written a while back. Yeah. But it's, yeah, the, the end result speaks for itself. This is a uh, party album of the late, late, late summer. <laughs> And and from the Bay Area, like we're always excited to support uh, artists who are from here. Yeah, who knows? Maybe when the fiance finishes nursing school, they'll come back. But for now, I hope they're enjoying Portland and keep making great music and having a good life together because he's a nice guy and I want him to be happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy for his success. So definitely listen to the whole album. Um, we're going to go out with the last song, which is called These Days. And we've been listening to the debut album from Bay Area native Sven Gamsky, who performs under the name Still Woozy. And the album is called If This Isn't Nice, I Don't Know What Is, which is a great title, by the way. You've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Now, don't you 
podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.